Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. Welcome to the show. My name is Colton Cockrell, and with me, I have my lovely co-host, Trisha Stetzel. It's our first show of the new year. What's going on? Oh my gosh, Colton, I'm super stoked. Like focus is our 2022 plan, right? I'm really excited about our guests today. So welcome everyone. This month on the show, we're gonna be focused on health. Yep, I said it, health. It is January 2022. So today we're going to discuss the misconceptions of weight loss and who better to talk about weight loss than our resident expert, Roxanne Edrington, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Welcome to the show, Roxanne. Hi, thank you. So glad to be here. And I feel honored to be your first guest of 2022. Look at that. And yes, but before we dive in, Roxanne, we do have to uh, go ahead and thank our sponsor. Uh, This show is brought to you by Results Extreme Business Solutions. So thank you, Results Extreme Business Solutions. Roxanne, Tell us, what is the misconception that you hear all the time about weight loss? You know, I think probably one of the biggest misconceptions that I hear about weight loss, people think if they eat less and move more, then they're going to lose weight. In fact, science has been telling us for years, you'll hear it from your doctors. If you ask your doctor, I need to lose weight. He's going to say, well, you need to decrease your calories and you need to move more. Well, we know that that is not the truth, because many of us have eaten less and exercised more and the scale is not budging. So that's very frustrating. So what happens is we start thinking, well, I'm just getting older. It's just not happening. I mean, this is just the way my life has to be. And they are so wrong. Man, that's okay. So (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there. Trisha, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Roxanne, what is the biggest problem with our diets then? Right. So because when they want to decrease the amount that they're eating, they're really actually slowing down their metabolism. And the other problem is after the age 40, it's really not about, you know, how many calories you're eating. Research shows that after the age 40, one in three people, and I really think it's one in two people become insulin resistant or they have trouble balancing their blood sugar. So when you're eating less, and exercising more, you're just making your blood sugar even more unbalanced. So now if the root cause is unbalanced blood sugar, you're just making the root cause worse. And if you don't address the root cause of the weight gain, you will not be successful in losing weight. Okay. Well, well, so, well then with that being said, so what frequency should we eat daily? Is there a magic number? Yeah. So in order to balance your blood sugar, there's two things that we need to do. And not only does this balance your blood sugar, but it speeds up your metabolism. One, you need to eat frequently. And I, and I know you've heard that many people say eat small meals frequently. And many of my patients, they say, well, when I was eating small meals frequently, I lost weight. And then for some reason, I guess life gets in the way. They're really only eating three meals a day. So When you wake up in the morning in the first hour, you probably want to eat some kind of protein breakfast. You don't want to just do oatmeal. You want to have some kind of protein in it. And then three hours after that, you want to have a little snack. It could be a little bit of tuna fish. It could be chicken salad. It could just be um, some people do a protein shake. Um, And then thirdly, um, about two and a half or three hours after that, it should be lunch. And lunch should consist of a protein, some vegetable, maybe a little bit of carb. 
And then between lunch and dinner around three o'clock should be another snack, another protein snack, and then dinner at six o'clock. Um, when you do that, one, you're speeding up your metabolism, but two, you're keeping your blood sugar balanced because where most people get in trouble is at night after they eat dinner, all of a sudden it's called the, I call it the munchie monster. You sit there and you're thinking, Ooh, I want something. I want something crunchy. I want something salty. I want, and you're not even hungry, but you just want to eat. And it's called nighttime cravings. And the only reason why you're having those cravings is because you skip so many meals throughout the day. Wow. Which creates, yeah. Which creates low blood sugar, which means you're going to want to eat. Munchy monster. Write that down, Tricia. <laughs> Munchy monster. Well, and I love one of the phrases that you use quite often, Roxanne, is about, you know, flaming the fire, right? Or, or putting a log on the fire and keeping that flame burning all day long. I always think about that. Uh, and I think that's really important. So uh, tell us, Roxanne, does it matter uh, organic versus non-organic foods? Right. So organic definitely is better, right? It absolutely is better. Um, some people don't have the ability to get organic food. Sometimes it's hard for some people. And so for those that can't really eat organic, I don't want you to feel like, you know, you're killing yourself because that's not necessarily the truth. You can, there's, you know, you can take stuff to support your detox pathways to get rid of it, but organic food is good because there's not any pesticides. There's not chemicals on the food. So you're not ingesting excess toxins. However, at the end of the day, the air we breathe, the water we drink, we're taking in toxins, right? So, you know, it's, it's better, absolutely better to do organic. And I try to do organic with everything that I can. However, if I can't, if, the, if for whatever reason they don't have my organic lettuce or whatever it is, it's okay. I just, again, so make sure that I support my, my nutrition with something that helps my liver and kidneys detox out the bad stuff. And that's why detoxification is an important thing for people to do like three times a year. And so it sounds like that is a conversation for another day. Detoxification is probably, <laughs> probably a ton that we can talk about when it comes to that. Holy yes. cow. Um, yeah, but no. So let, let's talk about another misconception and, and organic versus non-organic that actually kind of feeds into this. Um, you know, the, one of the things that you practice a lot and that you preach is the packaging on the foods that we buy in the grocery store you know, no matter if it says cage-free, whatever it may be, it, it, that's just not the end-all be-all. It could be lying to you. So can you explain um, how to know exactly what's in our foods, calories, things like that, and how to actually read these labels? Because I think a lot of the time we think we're eating healthy when in reality it's, we're just reading, hey, it's 99% lean or 50% lean or whatever. No, and that's a very good point because it is true. Um, the manufacturers, especially the dairy and the meat companies, know that we are fat gram seekers because even if you have a very healthy um, family history of cholesterol, but if you're someone that's eating high fat all the time, you will develop heart disease because the high fat, your body can use some kind of fat, but the other fat gets converted to cholesterol and triglycerides. And as that's like just swimming in your blood, eventually it's gonna create placking, which is gonna create heart disease. So I tell everyone that really, we wanna kind of stick to about 25 to 30% fat with each of your meals and stick with that. But the problem is, is when you're looking at this packaging and what really makes me mad, I have a lot of cardiac uh, cardiologists that refer me patients 
and they're supposed to be doing low fat diets because they have stints. Well, they're looking at, because I just said, we want them to eat foods that are 20 to 25% fat or less. Well, they're looking at the labels and when they see on the labels, for instance, there is a turkey, a ground turkey breast um, packaging that says it's 93 lean, 7% fat. So you're like, oh, this is underneath the 25% fat. This is good. But when we look at the label, what we will see is, for, for instance, this says this uh, a label that says the ground turkey breast. It says the total fat has eight grams. Well, if you want to know if that's a lot, remember this one gram of fat equals nine calories. So when you look at the total fat, eight grams, now you're going to take eight times nine. And we now know that, that ha this has 72 calories from fat. Well, if the total calories, which is 150, if the total calories is 150, but we know that the grams, the calories from fat is 72, we now know that's, that's almost 40 something percent fat, 47% fat. So that this a label that says it's only 7% fat is wrong. Now, let me tell you how they get away with it is because, again, they know we're fat gram seekers. So what they do is when you look at the uh, ground turkey breast meat and you see they weigh it and they put it on the scale, 16 ounces. They put it on the scale. And what they're saying when they weigh this food that from its weight, 7% of it is fat by weight. We eat by calories. Those are totally two different measurings. So when we eat this turkey breast, we're eating by calories. So it's not 7% fat. It is 47% fat. And so they can manipulate that because they're not lying. It is 7% fat by weight, but it's not 7% fat by calories. Uh, you say they're not lying. I think that's very, I mean, that's, that, that's lying in my book because, again, if we're eating by calories and not weight, that makes no sense why you'd put the weight on the packaging. I mean, I know why they do it, but that's just – that's ridiculous. Yeah, Holy and it's cow. the same with milk. It's the same with milk. 2% milk is really about 60% fat. 1% milk is really 30% fat. So these are just some things that people need to look into because, you know, when it says it's uh, a light, a lot of stuff says light. Light just means that it has – less fat grams in it. It doesn't mean it's really light. It still has a lot of fat in it. When something says um, it is uh, fat free, like if you look at Pam, it says it's fat free. But if you look at the serving size, it's one third of a second spray. One third of a second spray, because that makes it the fat grams are less than 0.5. So you, everyone look at your Pam, your Pam thing and look at the serving size. One third of a second spray is a serving. Can you please explain what a one third of a second spray is? <laughs> I can't. I can't. So the problem is people are like, oh, this is fat free. And they start spraying their pan a lot, thinking it's better than like, you know, um, extra virgin uh, olive oil. But it really just will have just as much fat because one third of a second spray. I mean, I don't even know what that is. It doesn't even. Well, everyone just probably learned, if they learned anything, it's that, hey, I'm going to start <laughs> using extra olive oil versus the Pam. So <laughs> fantastic. Well, and reading labels, it sounds like reading labels, understanding the labels is really, really important. 
as you embark on some new eating plan. So Roxanne, it sounds like just in the conversation that we've had that you can actually lose weight if you're eating the right foods. Exactly. Because 100 calories of a chicken breast and 100 calories of potato are totally going to, it's going to affect your body in different ways. And so we need to make sure when they're eating that it is a balanced meal that you're getting. A calorie is not a calorie. So you need to balance your meals. Protein is real important because that drips glucose in your system. Slow carbohydrates um, can actually dump glucose, which is going to cause you to gain weight. So it's not about calories. It's the type of calories that you're eating that are going to speed your metabolism up and help you lose weight. Well, there's so calories and detoxing. It sounds like another episode, Tricia. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure no one knows what, uh, what glucose, not, they don't really know what the effects of glucose are anyway. So we pr we'd probably need to define that in another episode. Oh my goodness. So let me, let me kind of ask more of a simple question here because I've always heard this and I want to know if this is true. Microwaving your food, I hear is not necessarily the best thing. It, it kills, um, it, really it's the nutrients that are in the, it, it doesn't, it's not as dense once you put it in the microwave. Is that correct? Yes, that is true. When you nuke your food, you're not getting the total nutritional value. And it's, you know, again, so when we think about, again, about running and hiding, I try not to microwave my food. I do everything on the stove. However, like this morning, I was running out of the door. I didn't have vegetables. I have steamable vegetables in the freezer. I threw them in the microwave. It did hurt my heart. I'm thinking, ugh. However, that was a better bad choice for me. And it's sometimes it's a better bad choice for other people because microwaving their food might keep them from driving down the road to a drive-in and start taking, you know, eating a hamburger and french fries. So in the scheme of things, it's just a balance. So if I'm going to eat chocolate cake, just don't microwave it is what I'm hearing. Yes. And if you're going to warm up <laughs> leftover food, <laughs> if you're going to... Uh, Warm up leftover food that you have in a container. Do not warm up your coffee in styrofoam or do not warm up your leftovers in any of the styrofoam packaging that they give you because the steerings and other toxins from the plastic or from the styrofoam will leach into your food. So that take one. it out and put it in a, in a dish. <laughs> so that one was for free. All right. Good, good answer to a question you created. I love it. Well, it's a double whammy. Not only are you nuking it, but now you're getting toxins. It's a double whammy. <laughs> okay. That's another show. A whole nother show. Roxanne, we're going to have to have you back like five more times. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Oh my gosh. I guess when we, our next show in, in May, we'll make sure we had, she'll be a double header. How about that? <laughs> Man, goodness. All right. So we got, we only got a few, about a minute left here. So uh, really, I guess I'm going to kind of put this together and try to answer this as quick as possible. I hate that we have to cut you off, but 16 minutes is the goal here. So what kind of fat is okay to eat? The good fats are like avocado, nuts, um, coconut oil, more the omega-3s because we as a society, we're very low on omega-3s. We have tons of omega-6. So a lot of my patients talk about doing extra virgin olive oil, doing all this omega-6. We already have enough omega-6 in our system. We're deficient in omega-3. So I tell people mostly to focus on omega-3 kind of foods, which again is like walnuts and, and avocado and stuff like that. So that's important. You don't want to do the inflammatory fats, which would be cheese and beef and, and you know, 
all the the other proteins that have that are higher in fat those are the things you kind of want to stay away from trans fats you know that kind of stuff Roxanne, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate having you. A lot of wisdom. Uh, you've obviously been doing this for a while. We can definitely see that. Trish, you want to take us out? Yeah, Roxanne, you're a rock star. Thanks for being with us today. So everyone, please capture uh, Roxanne's contact information in the show notes below and reach out if you have any questions for her. We will be having her on another episode of Bridge the Gap. So tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap when we talk to Phil Silva about working out. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207 Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Fin Recipient. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.